All right. Welcome back. Let wait for this sound. Oh, yes. This is a coconut. It says uh, naturally essenced, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. Uh, coconut LaCroix, which smells or tastes like sunscreen smells. Mm. You know what I've noticed? Bubbly beverages have really awful smells. Like one smells like a Band-Aid. I, I drink it anyway, but it does smell like, like plastic. <laughs> yeah. Some of them smell really. How's really... it taste? Mm. Coconut well, is my jam. It is, but it's lukewarm because I just found it. So mm. this is a like a winning moment for me. This is like when I used to find a hidden bottle of vodka an somewhere empty. or not an empty yeah not full. empty like yeah yeah because i would take the little airplane bottles and i would like stash them around right just mm-hmm. like break the glass in case of emergency kind of shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every once in a while i would find them and now i fucking find sparkling water like this is on the side of the couch up here in in my bedroom where i'm recording this and i just peer over <laughs> and there's like no but wait can i just let the the listening audience understand that you literally just pulled out like a case of lacroix yeah. <laughs> it wasn't all random can people but but <laughs> i forgot like... but i forgot the case was there because i have cases of lacroix <laughs> everywhere and i don't right. um i'm not good about throwing placed. away the box uh-huh. The worst is I pick up the box and it's really fucking light. And I'm like, you oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Life is so hard. Life <laughs> is, 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 is too light. Like... <laughs> Anyways, coconut. Yeah. It's and that's this is not an ad, people. This is just a day in the life. Yeah. Is it good? You didn't say it is good. You said yeah. It's warm. Oh it, okay. no, but it tastes it tastes great. Um Less I filling. usually I usually uh drink lime anything. Mm-hmm. lime flavored anything um and ginger beer fever tree ginger beer i just raw dog that shit when i really I want know vodka you how you do it i have like I, three bottles in, under my island because i just can't i put can't it in throw the, them out you you can't you gotta get them really cold they're they are truly the drink that i break into when i rare rarely you know but like for me, my drink was vodka. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I could bathe in it. Like I could like, nah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but <laughs> something about how hard it is to drink reminds me. Tree? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's like where I was at the end of my vodka days where I was just like, I was no longer mixing it with anything. No fucking swigging out of the bottle. At least I Correct. was. Yeah. And, and I would yeah. just pull, pull it out of the freezer real quick and bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. And this like, oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> yeah, it's so great. <laughs> so that's kind of what, what the, I do. I get what you're saying about like, that's how I feel about those Trader Joe's apple cider vinegar drinks. Yes, that I drink. yes. They have like this, like on the edge of being too much like um, tartness to them, yeah. Yeah. but I really like it. Like it makes me feel so special and like, I'm, I don't know. It's bizarre, yeah. but I can't get into your ginger beers. I'm not a ginger fan to begin with. Let's Neither am I. Yeah. Any, oh, and then, okay. and I think, which is, which is so fucking strange because <laughs> when I was really hung over all the time my wife would be like here's a ginger chew and mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think i have ptsd That's like from, a pregnancy move yeah like i think i have ptsd from ginger yeah from myself mind you from my own hangover cycle that i embraced for 15 years mm-hmm. um but yeah going to work not hungover 
for the first time was alarming. I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, what is everyone? (laughs) I just was picking up on so much energy and just like not being in my own cocoon of misery. You mean you know, because you were tuned into some other stuff? Yeah, because I wasn't hungover, right? So I yeah. wasn't like, um, am I sweating too much? Do I need to throw up secretly? Have I had enough Excedrin and Gatorade and all the things, right? Like I was just like, huh. Right. Yeah. It's way easier to do my job. <laughs> there are other people here that I can interact with. Yeah. And Hold I don't on, think- time out. One sec. I have something to say. This is sobriety uncensored. Oh yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't intro it. We were so excited to talk. Oh God. This is really not a fancy podcast. Sobriety Uncensored with Jenna and Daniel. Um that time so out. Anyway. I was like, I was like, what? What's happening? But but um I did not tell anyone at work that I was trying or that I had taken a break from drinking for at least six months. Um wow. because I was so afraid to fail. And I was in a leadership position. So there, it was a two double-edged sword. I didn't want to admit that I had a drinking problem because then I thought, well, they're not going to take me. They're going to start to like question everything I've ever done, every decision I've ever made. Even though I was like very good at my job, I didn't drink at work. I was power. I would make power moves, had great relationships, all that stuff. I still felt like retroactively, mm-hmm. I would be judged for being right. an alcoholic. <clears throat> right. And spoiler, largely that came true. You know, people talked, yes, but not until I left my job Mm, and it's fucking crickets, right? Like people I had worked with for 12 years have not, Hmm. I haven't heard from them since unless they're trying to get sober, (laughs) Mm. right? Which is fine. I'm happy to help, but being in that bullshit a little bit, yeah. A little bit, but when you're the, when you're the boss of, uh, and, and so the relationship had already changed because I went from coworker and happy hour partner to boss. So there's already like a weird vibe there. And then when I quit drinking, because I didn't tell anyone, I kind of just fell off the face of the earth a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to happy hour, whereas I had been the one that would organize the happy hour. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm not even, I'm not even going. Right. And so I'm sure people knew, right? Obviously. And my arms didn't smell like vodka. So that was probably helpful. Your arms. <laughs> <laughs> like wasn't my, oozing from your pores. Yeah. My body uh recycled its leftover vodka out of my forearms. Really? Specifically your forearms. I swear to God, my <laughs> forearms would sweat and it would just be vodka. I'd be like, like, oh Jesus Christ. And then you'd be like take a little take a little hit (laughs) but no i don't know and i think what we wanted to talk about today is just the messaging behind Mm -hmm. when you say who do you tell what do you say and for me i'm just going to state it first like i think that looks so different for every single person yeah you were in a position of power which is not, I'm not trying to sound like you had power, but you know, (laughs) you weren't, um, that, that makes it so different when someone towards the top or at the top, I don't know the specifics, you know, that that comes out for someone like that, because all the little guys behind the scenes are like, right. 
Yeah. Or they're like, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. I didn't like him anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or they or could great. Just... Now he's going to organize our parties. <laughs> yeah. Marsha. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> Vicky. Her name was Vicky. Uh, <laughs> but I did not. Uh, I didn't tell anyone. And even after. Um, for a few months, like a year probably. And then I was on a education-based uh, podcast, right? So I used to go on podcasts and just talk about kids and school and learning and all of those things. Cause that's mm-hmm. as a career, what I've, what I've done forever. And I got, you know, sometimes before you start a podcast, you're like, is there anything that's off the table or is there anything like none of those questions right. were asked. And I was so naive. I'm like, well, I'm on an education podcast and right. this guy knew me and he knew that I was sober, but he fucking ambushed me. He's like, so tell me about your recovery. Oh my God. <gasps> right. And outed you, but I, but he didn't know, like he lives in Texas. He's a really good friend of mine. And I actually thank him for that all the time now, because wow. I was, I was ready, right? Like I was ready and it was almost like I was being pushed out of the nest like mm-hmm. make your mess, your message. You're on this big podcast. A lot of educators struggle with alcohol just, but I specifically remember like freezing for like about 20 seconds, like deadpan, like Steve Carell from the office or just fucking like, <laughs> I did, like, I didn't know what, yeah, like, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I just took a breath and then I told my story. And that was the first time I had ever, you know, shared out loud beyond my like innermost circle. Mm-hmm. And it was on a pod. On wow. Pod, on a podcast. Crazy. So then after that, I was like, well, I have to control this narrative now because right. cat's out of the bag. And so was the podcast something about. that like colleagues of yours listened to? Like, did you know that? I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, not, not necessarily. Right. Is a, is a big education podcast. So maybe they would have. And, yeah. and, my, I had some good friends and I still do have, like, I don't say like no one from my old work talks to me. I, I have a few people I, I keep in touch with, but um, it was just like rattle. It rattled me a little bit because when mm-hmm. I first left education, I was working with families, but only as like an, in an educational way. So again, mm-hmm. like college counseling or like this sort of weird fucking mystery job just an educational consultant just like what who are you so vague yeah so vague just like working with kids right um Uh but all like very like 4.0 bullshit um Mm -hmm. but that symbolized for me the pivot toward recovery and as soon as I said it out loud like on that platform I feel like things started to align differently and the Mm. whole the that, that was in 2018 and since then things have just really shifted but I I mean, so yeah, 2018. So I was got sober in what 2015. That was probably like several wow. years in. Wow. Where I hadn't I hadn't talked about it like on a big platform. Right. Yeah. Like your personal, your circle, everyone yeah. was aware. Yeah. But you know what is interesting? I wonder how it would have panned out if that ha- if that gentleman hadn't outed you on the podcast. You know well, that's I mean? exactly, and that's why I thank him all the time because I feel like it was. And I, I'm, I, I might be mincing the dates, but I know it was like a, a healthy amount after I got sober, but that symbolized the first time for sure that I talked about it on any sort of media or, you know, mm-hmm. off the cuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
I thank him for that because I was ready. I just didn't realize it. And Mm -hmm. it's, it changed my whole trajectory. That's awesome. And I still speak. Yeah. I speak all the time around the country to educators, but when they bring me in to speak, it's about mental health and addiction. Right. So it's great. That is awesome. Very cool. You know, I get an interesting question um, yeah. anytime I, or I have when I've spoken about being a nurse and being an alcoholic at the same time. And a lot of nurse and a lot of nurses, I'm sure follow me and they'll say, you know, I'm a nurse. And, um, but I find this to be an interesting question. They'll say, aren't you scared? The board of nursing is going to find out. And I'm like, find out what, that I'm sober. Like, <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what you're asking, like (laughs) that I may form, like, you know, that I, I used to drink when I wasn't working. Like what, what would the board of nursing have to say about that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's at this point, it's, it's, it's not an issue at all. And I think there's so people have so much fear. They, They analyze every possible avenue when it comes to people finding out about their addiction. And like, that just goes to show you how not well thought out that question is. Right. Like it, it, and the, and why it, for some people, I understand why they don't want to tell anyone. Nobody. Because I feel like you're really doing yourself a disservice by keeping it so secret. I know it's scary and there's all kinds of repercussions that could potentially happen, but I mean, I get that. I, I didn't tell anyone all of the times before, you know, right. where I would say, I'm, I'm going to back off or I'm going to take a break. And, you know, you've talked about this on your right. TikTok. I'm only going to drink Friday <laughs> through Sunday, you know, and then, yeah. or Wednesdays, every other week, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, and then, yeah. you know, inevitably it, it always evolves into your same old habits, but yeah. like every, every um, other Wednesday, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the sun is out, yeah. you're like Tuesday night, looking at the weather app, please, please come out sun. <laughs> I saw it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go get my vodka. Yeah, it's, <laughs> honestly, like the, just the hangover math or the drunk math of all of that trying to like jimmy rig the system oh my god constant negotiations with yourself oh renegotiation negotiation i'll just have three mm-hmm. <laughs> i talked about this on one of our previous episodes but i had my therapist for a minute named dr phil i couldn't handle the name oh, right. I couldn't handle him <laughs> god bless him but he was like the one that told me to go get three mini bottles and yeah. drink each of the three mini bottles every day so I come home like Buddy the fucking elf with like a like a nap, <laughs> like a knapsack of little vodka bottles. That is a horrible oh idea God. for me. That is hilarious. You have you you have 90, yeah. you have 90 <laughs> airplane bottles of Tito's or some bullshit. Like all like lined up like a Christmas miracle. Like I could not. Three? Oh my God. How about that all is of them? So- funny that is so funny oh and then you're just like there is no fucking way reasonable drinking controlled drinking is just not like when someone would bring that up i'd be like sorry like what no no you can't expect me to do that i get the you know the self-control it's all about Mm self-control and i'm like i think the for me the larger evidence of self-control is 
having not had a drink in almost eight years, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest, because right. if it were only that easy, self-control, I'm like, that's shocking. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> Use her nine, seven, three, two, one reveals right. hidden secret to sobriety <laughs> called self-control. No shit. Yeah. It's moderation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Thank they, you. Thank you. Yeah. But coming home with 90, uh, oh 90 vodka bottles. You know what? The math, it's so funny how much energy and thought you put into the math. Mm-hmm. And to think that someone who has a healthy relationship with alcohol doesn't have to do any math. Like no. this is the piece that gets me. If you're doing the math. Yeah. If you're doing any equations, any math, any math, any math associated with drinking. Correct. This is a red flag in my opinion. I agree with you because I will talk about like my wife uh, once in a blue moon will we'll drink. Right. But I guarantee you, if she comes home the next day, I'm like, well, how many drinks do you have? She'll be like, I don't like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I would know exactly how many I had. Absolutely. Like, and also how many days I had gone. Like, like I would want, I would be so proud of myself and I'm not belittling this because this is really how hard it was for me. If I did like three days in a row without drinking, mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Like I was so proud of myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. People with a healthy relationship with alcohol, in my opinion, they have no idea how many no days idea. have passed since they've had a glass of wine. Right. Like they wouldn't exactly. know. I mean, maybe if they sat there like oh, counting, like fucking mm-hmm. giving out some sort of calendar. Let me look at my little book. Right. Here. Mm-hmm. But I would always know how many days, mm-hmm. how many days has it been? How many hours until I can start drinking? How many mm-hmm. drinks can I have tonight so that my hangover is dialed in for tomorrow? Yes. Like how right. many what hours? What order? Like which out, al- <laughs> what types of alcohol am I going to have? And what order am I going to drink them in? Right. Just, let's start off with a bang. All right. Then we can ease up for a minute and how we're feeling. And then by the end of the night, you're like, fuck it. And you're like finishing your (laughs) bottle of vodka. You know, it doesn't never works out that way. My mom is one of those people that um she's never been a big drinker. Her dad was like a raging alcoholic. And um I I fucking hate her for it. I'm like (laughs) I'm like, you bitch, you have no idea when your last glass of wine was like, she'll be like, I went to the lunch with the girls and, you know, she's just 75 years old. We had lunch. I had a glass of wine. I, I don't know when, when was that? Like a month or so ago? Like she can take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, and initially now I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I love it. But initially I'd be like, you're so annoying. Yeah. Like, how do you not know when the last time you had a drink was, (laughs) but let me ask you this, Daniel. So you posted not too long ago. I think I watched your grapes post like 17 times. Okay. First of all, your acting is stellar in that post. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about when you're doing the part of you, Oh my God, it's so good with the grapes. So anyway, when you're, I'm not quite, uh, there, I'm not, First of all, I don't have very many friends. Okay. (laughs) I don't get invited to a lot of things. I think you have a little bit more of a social, um, you have more opportunity to be at like things like cocktail parties and dinners and things like that. This is what I've learned about you. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, those are all through my wife. Okay. All through your wife. Okay. Left to my own devices. I would, Uh I wouldn't do much. Okay. 
Right. So when you are doing those things, yes. I mean, how often are you so talking about, you know, outing yourself and being out there clearly now you're, you're, it's known a non-issue for you. Yeah. Right. Tell people, but if it's not known and if you're in a circle of new people or something, does it come up every time? Yes. Like people always notice that you don't have a drink in your hand. Yeah. Or that you're drinking seltzer or whatever. And I always, uh, I'm like a magnet to like a slightly drunk person who's like wants to really talk about not drinking (laughs) but like or like I wish you could help my brother right you know what I mean and I'm just like (laughs) look like we just like we just met and I I don't really want to be here anyhow so um can we not yeah um but yeah all of the but I'm very gracious and grateful to be in that position I'm happy to help because um but I would say that somebody inherently always makes a comment, um, not in a bad way ever, but now in like my community here, like my greater community locally being on the news and like these things, I am so fancy, right. but you know, like I've, I, you know, I'm, I'm around yeah. and my message right. is out there. You're so mm-hmm. more than ever, when I go to these events, somebody by proxy will be like, I want you to talk to, can you talk to that ah, person? Can you mm-hmm. like, they're like, as they're, you know, drinking their fucking Bellini or whatever, <laughs> uh, asking me to go have a conversation with so-and-so because they're struggling. And I'm like, that's fine, but would also be nice to just, you know, I can still, I can still have fun without, right. I just like to people watch. Yeah, It's really my favorite pastime. I love to people watch. I love it. But people, the the comments that people say to me, like (laughs) the grapes comment, the the shit you can't, shit you can't make up, but also the party before that, that I was at, um, like a dinner party and and mind you, this is like a really fucking weird place to live. Orange County, Newport Uh beach, you know, Mm -hmm. very fancy, a lot of opulence whatever mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. quite my scene but I'll, I can dress the part right mm-hmm. so I'm like sipping my coffee and at the bar you know <laughs> and the an outside bar for a party like they have a bartender and they had co- I asked for coffee and they had to like go get a coffee maker and fucking make me coffee right like I'm like that. yeah you do that yeah make my fucking coffee make this my is Orange coffee. County motherfucker but then, you know, just the people are like, you're drinking coffee. It's like 11. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like you're hammered and it's 11. Right. Yeah. Like I can literally drink this coffee and go to sleep in 10 minutes. Right. I can lay down right. right here and go to sleep. Go That's how tired I am. Yeah. Right. Socially, emotionally, like right. relationally, you've taken everything out of me. My soul right. is empty. <laughs> this coffee you're is keeping me safe. Dry. Yeah. <laughs> But just, it's like, whereas I'm not walking around the party being like, how many drinks have you had? Right. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. How it's like. Inverted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I I never, I don't care. Yeah. So, and I am not a, I've chosen to talk about my recovery and be an advocate for those people who want to address their issue. I am not the recovery police. 
I do not walk around with a whistle in a ticket book and be like, that's too many drinks over there, Steve. Like, what's so, your BMI? Yeah, Let like, me do the calculations. Yeah, like, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll get, I'm, I can be around people who are rip roaring drunk and I'll mm-hmm. never say something to them. But then I will get a cup of coffee at like at 11 because the party's gone for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. And have like multiple people comment about my coffee. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Really, I, that to, is I mean, I used to do the same thing. I've talked about this before. But I used to look at my aunt Beth and be like, "You fucker!" Yeah, aunt Beth, fucking... we talked about her. I love. I want. Maybe I'll have her on here sometime. She, <laughs> she would should die. totally come on. She's the best human ever. Um, but she would laugh. She'd laugh if she heard this or but when she hears this. Here's my final question about your yeah. social situation. Sure. Isn't it exhausting sometimes to constantly talk about your sobriety? Isn't, don't you find it to be like, oh, for fuck's sakes, like, yes, okay, yes, I'm drinking coffee. Like, I would just feel if that was always a topic at every social event, someone's always questioning you. Yeah. That's My, a little, it, it's much. a lot. It, it, it is a lot. And, and it can be, you know, it's like part of the reason I drank in the first place is that I had so much social, social anxiety. Right. Right. So I'm already a little bit, I want to be there in my heart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I don't necessarily want to be there in real life. Like I want you to invite me, but I don't want to go. Right. (laughs) You know? Um, Well, and you're taking one for the team for wifey, right? Yeah. And, and my, my wife collects friends, like, you know, she'll meet someone 12 years ago and they'll still be like having phone calls or like going right. for walks. And she's like, Oh, yeah. it's that one girl. Remember we were at dinner at that one <laughs> restaurant and I met her and I was like, what? Who? You guys are going for a walk. That was 12 <laughs> years ago. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> so yeah, she's social and I, and believe me with all the bullshit she put up with, I will mm-hmm. drive her ass anywhere. That's so nice. Built in designated driver. I'm like, you Aww. do you, you yeah. drink or not or whatever. Like, it's all, I mean, I'm DD for life. Right. That's I love awesome. It. But it is exhausting to talk about it, but then people, again, it comes with the territory. I've chosen to make mm-hmm. this my platform mm-hmm. and, or part of my platform. So I don't like, I get it. I get it. And what, when TikTok people would be like, we get it. You're sober post about something else. I'm like, first of all, this is on your algorithm. So you might want to deal with that because TikTok knows you better than you know your soul. Yeah, it literally knows every it knows like if you need to clean your ears right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Figure that out. And and two, just because I talk about it on a podcast Mm -hmm. or TikTok, I don't walk around talking about it right in real life. Like it's a like minimally. And if I do, it's because someone asks me. Right. That's the only scenario in which I am talking about not drinking or being Mm -hmm. sober Mm -hmm. is responding to a question. Right. But I love that you're accepting of the fact that, okay, I'll take it. Like, it's okay. Yes. I'm an advocate. Yes. I'd love to give you some info. It can be a little bit annoying, but it comes with the territory. I love that. I think that that's, um, that's, that's very mature, Daniel. Well, it's taken me a while to get here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. a little bit different in different timelines with Absolutely. our journey. So that's not where I was for the first three or four years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in fact, the first wedding that I enjoyed in my sobriety, and I've been to fucking probably well over 50 
in my sober life was last summer. Hmm. That's how long it took me to go. Like that was kind of like the final frontier weddings. Mm -hmm. And I was dropping it low. And I was like, I didn't even realize I was having a good time. (laughs) My wife Ubered home because I wanted to stay. Oh my God. It was like the old days, but I was so I shut that shit down. I shut that shit down. (laughs) You're you're like paying the DJ to stay extra. Yeah. I'm like, what another (laughs) half an hour? Like, what's your Venmo? I was like making drunk moves. But I was that sober. So great. Oh my God. I love that. that but is that's awesome. what I'm telling people like, give, be patient with yourself. Like the joy, mm-hmm. it sneaks up on you and, mm-hmm. and you'll experience it. And sometimes I'm like, I just remember at that wedding and I, maybe this sounds silly, but it was such a powerful moment for me mm-hmm. when I realized how much fun I was having. And I was like, holy shit. I, I, I thought I would never have fun at a wedding again. Wow. And it's all about giving yourself the time, space, and patience to let it just organically arrive right. when it arrives. Just be authentic. Yeah. So don't rush it. Yeah. Love that. Don't rush it. You know, people say you got to risk it to get the biscuit, mm. <laughs> but not with entering into life when you quit drinking. I think you take as much time as you need. Yeah. And I still say no more than I say yes to, uh, social opportunities, but, uh, I do want to be invited still mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're dead to me. Like me. Yeah. It's like the validation seeking, <laughs> like yeah, don't assume yeah. I don't want to go just because I'm not drinking. Yeah. I have struggled with that. We can talk about that on another, uh, episode, but, sure. um, yeah. All right. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in sobriety uncensored. I didn't say it at the beginning, but you know what? We got there and uh, (laughs) we'll see you again soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.